Hey, Mr. Payments, step into my back office, <laughs> which literally means the back office and payments have a lot of work to do to work together. Fortunately, solutions are not only on the way, they are here. And to talk about what's up and what's next, we have Casey Shear, Director of Marketing and Sales for BHMI. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. And today we are proud to present a force in the payments industry, Casey Shear. Casey is the Director of Marketing and Sales at BHMI, a payment software company headquartered in Omaha, Nebraska. Casey has been with BHMI for more than 22 years and has seen a tremendous amount of change during the last decade. She thoroughly enjoys working within the payments industry because it's so much a rapidly growing ever-changing market. She shares the same passion with her husband, Rod, who has been on the software architecture team at BHMI for 27 years. Wow, BHMI power couple. <laughs> when Casey isn't talking shop with her husband, she's busy cheering on their son who loves playing all types of sports. Casey, welcome to Bankadelic. Thank you, it's great to be here. Especially at this time, payments may be at more of a crossroads than ever before. You throw a big pandemic into the middle of everything and whatever change was headed our way in 2020 was changed times 10. On that topic, what are some of the most significant changes you're seeing in payments right now in 2021? Wow, Lou, that is a great question and kind of hard to answer because as you pointed out, there are so many changes happening so fast. I don't know about you, but 25 years ago, I would have never imagined that I'd be using a wireless mobile device to do things like shopping and banking. And then only a few years ago, I never would have thought I could use my watch to make a payment at a POS device or be able to instantly move money from my bank account to another person's account. And you mentioned the pandemic. As little as a year ago, I would have never imagined that we'd be facing this global pandemic that has forced all of us to change the way we bank, shop, and make payments. By the way, Lou, I don't know if you're a football fan, but did yeah. you know that there are two huge firsts in the payments realm at this year's Super Bowl? Lay it on me. All right. Well, this year's Super Bowl was fully mobile ticketed and completely cashless inside the stadium. Isn't that amazing? That is incredible. Yeah. And so to answer your question, I think the two most significant changes occurring in the payments industry are the rapid adoption of both digital and faster payments. I did not know that. So thank you for pointing that out. A fantastic demarcation line in the history of payments. We've crossed over into something huge. And yet we talked about this off mic, the fact that the U.S. is lagging behind other countries in the area of real-time payments. Why do you think that is? Yeah, and that's a really thought-provoking question. And I think one of the primary reasons for slower adoption of the real-time payments in the U.S. is there's not really a nationally endorsed and regulated system like we're seeing in other countries. For example, if you take a look at India, 
They're leading the world with over 40 million real-time transactions a day going through their unified payments interface. And UPI is regulated by the Reserve Bank of India. And another great example is the single euro payments area, which is called SEPA. This is the country's instant payment scheme, and it is regulated by the European Central Bank and the European Payments Council. Now, in the U.S., the Clearinghouse launched RTP in 2017, which is owned by some of the world's largest banks. And then in 2019, the Federal Reserve announced it would be launching a real-time payment system called FedNow. Now, they're currently doing a pilot with about 110 organizations, and it's planned to be available in 2023. But in my opinion, based on the current landscape in the U.S., I think there's some hesitation within banks with regard to which real-time payment options to adopt. I also feel the lag might have to do with the U.S.'s slow adoption of ISO 20022. Now, Lou, you've probably heard of ISO 8583, which is an international message standard used for card-based transactions. Are you familiar with ISO 20022? I have heard of it. I would love to know more about it. All right. Well, ISO 20022 is an emerging global standard that is being used by faster payment networks and rails around the world. The U.S., however, has been slower to adopt this standard. I think, in part, this is due to the U.S.'s large, mature banking and payment infrastructure and also the potential costs of adopting the standard. But I just saw last week and was excited to see that a new form is being formed within the U.S., that is going to be completely focused on increasing the use of ISO 20022 in the U.S. So that was good news. Yeah, indeed. And along those lines of the payment challenges that we're facing, we could easily call this question, step into my back office, where the struggle with real-time payments often resides there. Before we talk about those challenges, though, let's just describe what back office is. Absolutely. So, When we say back office, we're referring to the processing that occurs after a payment has been authorized. The authorization of a transaction is only a very small part of the overall payment lifecycle. There is so much that occurs after authorization. This includes functions like settlement, reconciliation, and funds movement. It also includes the assessment of like transaction-based fees and the handling of transactions that are disputed. The back office is also where companies need to view transaction data and financial positions. They also need to perform transaction research, create reports, and so much more. Segwaying to that, challenges. What are the challenges that you see companies facing in terms of back office environment? Right, well, I think I can sum up the primary challenge, real time meets batch. So four words, and let me explain what I mean by that. The goal of real-time payment environment is to transfer funds from a payer's account to a payee's account in a matter of seconds. However, most back office systems are batch oriented and cannot match the real-time capabilities of front ends. Therefore, the back end systems become a bottleneck. So let me give you an example. Let's take a look at settlement processing. Banks have done a really good job of offering applications that allow users to quickly create and post payments. This can be done in a matter of seconds. The problem, however, is that a payment isn't truly completed until it is settled, and most back office settlement systems are batch-oriented. When payments hit a batch-oriented back office, they aren't processed all the way through. They are basically gathered into big batch files that are collected throughout the day, and then generally once a day, they get submitted for settlement. Until that point, 
the payment has not been completed. One of the big issues with these batch systems is lack of visibility into the true status of payments throughout the processing day. And then another big challenge is that these legacy back office systems were designed for card-based transactions such as debit and credit, but not for the newer digital account-to-account payments such as P2P transactions and the real-time payments that we're talking about today. I'm going to take a stab at a metaphor. You can tell me if I'm on target here. It sounds almost like a toll gate. The payments stack up and things get to a point where they're waiting for the gate to go up. And until then, things can't be processed. That's correct. And I might have to use that in some of my future marketing campaigns. There you go. Always available whenever you need me. (laughs) Now, we've talked about what back office is. We've talked about the big challenges there. Maybe we should have Rod on for this part because BHMI created the Concourse Financial Software Suite. Some history on that would be helpful because this sounds like it's really a solution to some of these challenges you've mentioned. All right, I'd be happy to. So BHMI opened its doors 35 years ago. And when the owners opened the doors to BHMI, they wanted to assemble a team that knew how to design and develop online transaction processing solutions. One of the largest processors in North America asked us to develop a real-time back office solution to replace their legacy batch environment. We began doing some market research on back office payment systems. And what we learned is that many software providers focused on the front end systems, but not on the back office. We also found that there was a significant need for a back office solution that was based on a continuous processing architecture. And my husband, Rod, could talk a long time about that. So BHMI made the strategic business decision to create what is now called the Concourse Financial Software Suite, which is a modular back office suite specifically designed to modernize and future-proof the back office environment. It includes a comprehensive set of modules that perform functions such as settlement, transaction reconciliation, fees assessment, and disputes management. So that's a little history on BHMI and Concourse. Now, in terms of how all that works, I'm going to brag on you a little bit. Concourse won Best Real-Time Payment Solution at the Paytech Awards recently, which is a huge accomplishment. Why in terms of that award should companies really take a look at what Concourse is able to accomplish? How can it modernize payments environments, which seems to be a huge issue right now? Oh boy, I could go on this topic for a long time. So do we have an hour or should I just focus on a couple of main reasons? Okay, hold on a minute. Welcome to this special episode of Bankadelic, where for the next hour, (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to have you back at any rate, right? But yeah, walk us through this. All right. So I'll just focus on a couple main reasons. First of all, Concourse is truly a replacement for outdated batch systems. Since it's based on a continuous processing architecture, it automatically loads transaction data and instantly begins back office processing. Because of this continuous processing architecture, our customers are getting the much needed visibility into the status of their payments throughout the day. And since all details and impacts of payments are continuously and instantly being recorded, they can monitor transactions and their effects on positions within seconds of transaction authorization. Another reason Concourse is so well-suited to modernize the back office is it supports any type of payment. This includes traditional card-based payments such as credit and debit, as well as all digital and real-time payments we've been talking about. So, Lou, remember when I mentioned ISO 8583 and ISO 20.022? Yep. Well, Concourse supports both these message formats. As a result, all back office processing for all types of payments can be done in one integrated system. 
And then the last reason I wanted to mention that makes Concourse ideally suited for this evolving world of payments is its configurable rules engine. These rules allow our clients to modify their back office processing without any code changes. For example, companies are using the rules in Concourse to create new settlement distributions, new fee structures, new dispute workflow steps, and the list goes on. This feature is allowing our clients to basically future-proof their back office because they can quickly adapt their processing to new payment methods, new regulations, and client needs. And this is all done via configuration, not expensive and timely code changes. Those are just some of the main reasons, but there's many more. Now, future-proofing had to have played a role, I would think, in the Paytech Awards honor. Tell us a little bit more about the award and what it's meant to the BHMI team. You work hard on these types of things. You never know how they're going to go exactly until they're out there in the field. Got to be huge. Absolutely. So the Paytech Awards are hosted every year by Fintech Futures, which is an online media platform for the worldwide fintech community. Once a year, they celebrate excellence and innovation in the payments industry at what you mentioned, the Paytech Awards. The criteria for the best real-time payment solution was a Paytech solution that delivers high-impact outcomes for real-time payments. As you and I have been discussing, Concourse is helping companies meet the demands of real-time payments by providing a modern back-office environment that is based on a continuous processing rules-based architecture. Since Concourse is helping companies reach the true potential of real-time payments processing by allowing their back office to keep up, we decided to nominate Concourse. We were extremely excited when we learned that Concourse was the recipient of this award. Now, I'm a very big believer in leadership. Ideas like Concourse don't come out of thin air. There has to be a lot of thought a lot of hard work, but also a lot of vision. And to that end, Lynn Baldwin, who is the president and co-founder of the company, has been that leader. And recently there was some news about her leadership. I hope you don't mind if I ask you to share that with us. Oh, I'd love to. We actually learned about that this week. The Women in Payments Organization, which is a global organization that recognizes leading women in payments, awarded Lynn this week the Distinguished Payments Professional Award, which is a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I can't tell you, and I hope I don't cry, but I can't tell you how excited I was that Lynn received that award. I've had the pleasure of working with Lynn now for over 22 years, and she is the most dynamic and inspiring leader that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. So I'm just so happy that she was recognized for this prestigious award. Yeah, two things to that point. First of all, I have been, from the beginning, a champion of women in financial services. We make a concerted effort on Bankadelic to feature women, women like Casey Shear, who are making a difference, who are out there doing great things. And if you don't mind, I would love to meet Lynn someday or have an introduction because she is known within payments as being a force. She would love that. So we will definitely get that scheduled in the very near future. And I'm going to put it right out there, Casey, you're a force as well. You made time from your busy schedule to be here. I am very appreciative, and I hope we can have you back on at some point. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Lou. It was a pleasure and an honor. Casey Shear is Director of Marketing and Sales for BHMI. She is based in Omaha, Nebraska, home of Warren Buffett, my hero. <laughs> you can look for Casey on LinkedIn. Bankadelic, 
sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Yeah, so this is Mr. Payments. You called me into the back office? Yeah. Have a seat. Okay. Now, I want to know, when is it that you are going to get your act together with Mr. Back Office's mainframe? Well, that's simple. Uh, give me three. Three? What do you mean? Three weeks? Three months? Three days? No. Just three. <sighs> now look, you're getting on my nerves. What do you mean by three? Well, if you hold on, I'd explain it to you. But it's this simple. It's three, three bullseyes. bullseyes. The two most significant changes occurring in the payments industry are the rapid adoption of both digital and faster payments. I never would have thought I could use my watch to make a payment at a POS device or be able to instantly move money from my bank account to another person's account. Number two. I think one of the primary reasons for slower adoption of the real-time payments in the U.S. is there's not really a nationally endorsed and regulated system I think there's some hesitation within banks with regard to which real-time payment options to adopt. Number three. One of the largest processors in North America asked us to develop a real-time back office solution to replace their legacy batch environment. We began doing some market research on back office payment systems. And what we learned is that many software providers focused on the front end systems, but not on the back office. And now, lose views. When it comes to payments in America, I have always been of two minds. The first is, why has it been so seamless for Europe to get its act together with fast, fast payments and so hard to get Americans on nearly the same page? The other mind, of course, is the reality that in America, it's not quite that simple. 
The financial ecosystem is much more complex, and as a result, there are many more loose ends to tie up to make sure that we have a payment system dedicated to maximum customer experience. And in terms of payments, I'm going to suggest another P word, patience. As Casey Shear pointed out on today's podcast, technology is going to be the bridge between where we are with payments in the United States and where we want to be. And that technology is coming online. The pandemic was an unexpected wrinkle, one which accelerated the rate of fintech innovation across all fronts in financial services. BHMI and other companies are going to move the ball forward in a significant way. Again, let's return to the refrain that we just mentioned here. Payments require patience. We're going to get there and the speed is going to happen. We're already experiencing it. We just have to hang in there because the technology is coming online. The demand is there and people are working on it every single day. I can't wait to see what they come up with in 2021. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and someday on my Vaudeville YouTube channel. Rink-a-dink-dink-in. Until next time. So long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.